You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. For the next hour, you're listening to the Classic Auto Mall show and podcast. Broadcast from the Classic Auto Mall studio in Morgantown, Pennsylvania. Classic Auto Mall is a world-class facility conveniently located just an hour west of Philadelphia and houses 600 classic cars for sale and 300 barn finds on display. Be sure to check out more at ClassicAutoMall.com. Now on to the show with our host, President of Classic Auto Mall, Stuart Howden. And good morning, listeners, and good morning, Steve, and good morning, JR. How's everybody today? Good. Good, good. <laughs> I was trying to do something else, and I needed somebody some cover, and I get good, good from you guys. Oh, you want me to keep the talking? The one-word answer, guys. Well, Great. We're wonderful. <laughs> what a wonderful day it is here. What a beautiful day. Downtown except, Morgantown. Except for this crazy smoke from the fire. I think it's cleared up mostly it's today. Smoke a from the, less today. Yeah, it is. Smoke from the distant fire. What was song cool. was that? Uh, uh, that? Smoke on the water. Uh, Sanford no. Townsend Band. Sanford Townsend Band. Thank you very much. Never smoke on the water was Deep Purple, which was about the recording studio and in, in uh, where in Canada was that? I thought it was uh, California. I think it was Canada. Was it? Yeah. So anyway, we'll, Re- the uh, research department will work. On that. <laughs> yeah, the music department, do. or the people that can email us and tell us what idiots we are at podcast at classicautomall dot com. And if you go to our website classicautomall dot com, you can sign up for our newsletter also, which will tell you all kinds of fun stuff once a month that we have going on here. Correct. So and and we need all the help we can get. So hey, by the way, have we talked that we're having an auction coming up? Um, Did we already? Yes. That? Is it all, and it's coming onto the website soon? Yes, we keep threatening that but somehow it keeps we keep missing the date on that oh that was weird. uh-oh <laughs> that was a little weird um so uh, september the 15th is our auction and it's going to be a one-day affair and we're going to have 125 cars limited to 125 cars and we've already got i don't know 45 or 50 or so that are committed and mm-hmm. uh, and what you have to do is you have to pay a $250 entry fee to have your car in the auction and therefore uh we don't reserve you a number until we actually receive the $250 so that's our that's our tipping point to mm-hmm. tell us when you you've paid then we'll assign you a number so if you're interested if you have a car here and especially some of the cars that have been here for longer periods of time uh, that uh, we can we'll, – we'd love to discuss with you about pricing on it and the entry fee and the process and all that good stuff. So um, let us know. Reach out to us. You can call us, 888-227-0914, or you can go to our website whenever they get that taken care of, which is supposed to be any day now. So we hopefully will have that. So – uh, the fees at the auction, we were talking about this last week. Um, the seller commission is 10% with a minimum of, fi- minimum. <laughs> <laughs> Good morning. Of fi- yeah. Where's your Coke? Uh, of, yeah, I know. I don't have my Coke. No wonder I have no caffeine That's in why. me. That's exactly what the problem is. So the seller commission with reserve is 10%. That means that you have a minimum selling price that it can sell for. And, uh, um, and 10% is the commission on that. If you sell at no reserve, which means it sells at the highest bidder, regardless of price, then that's 8%. Again, a minimum, uh, minimum of $500. Mm. So you want to buy a car here. If you want to be registered as a bidder, uh, you'll need to fill out a bidder registration form and it will be on the website soon and, uh, get a bank letter of guarantee. Or if you can't get that from your bank, let us know and we'll, we can, there's some workarounds that we can do on that. And buyer's premium, if you're in person, is 7%, again, a minimum of $500. 
And buyer's premium, if you're online or via telephone, is 10%. And the bidder, bidder entry or the bidder fee is fifty dollars to register to be a bidder. Okay. So, but anybody can register. And if you don't, if you've never bid at an auction or you don't understand the process, we'll be glad to explain it to you. It's very simple. It's not as complicated as you think. As we said last week, you can't scratch your nose and own a car. It, you, we confirm that you really were bidding on the car and not waving to your girlfriend <laughs> or your buddy. Right. Come on over here. Oh, sold. Right. Oops, just like you yeah. see in the movies. Yeah, which never happens, by the way. Right. And it will be open to the general public. So nice. it's not uh, it's not limited to just buyers and sellers that can come and participate at the auction. And then, of course, there's the online aspect. We'll be on Proxy Bid, mm-hmm. uh, which is a um, uh, well known and respected online auction house, and they do all most all the classic car sales run through Proxy Bid, and it'll start on the Monday prior to the uh, sale on the 15th. So that would be the 11th. We think we've figured out. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and it'll start, uh, the 11th through the 15th and the cars on proxy bid will end at the same time it ends on the block. So you'll be able to bid on proxy bid up until the hammer falls on the block. You'll be able to bid by telephone until the hammer falls or you'll be able to bid in person. And again, if you have any questions about that, just call us or reach out to us and, uh, we'll be glad to walk you through it. Uh, there'll be food and beverage available for sale and, uh, We'd love to have everybody come out. And if you are a bidder or consigner, there's going to be a party afterwards, too. So Nice. Not going to screw around here. <laughs> not open to the public. <laughs> not, that's not open to the public. Sorry. It's not that we don't love you. We just don't have the budget for, you know, feeding 900,000 people. <laughs> so. I love that it's a, it's a one-day event yeah. as opposed to an well, entire weekend or week. Yeah. Uh, a lot of sales are two-day. It, it's, it's more – the reason they do that is because it's, uh, you know, the ability to make a profit – requires you to have three or 400 cars mm-hmm. in a sale because most people have to go out and lease a building and lease fencing and mm-hmm. lease all this stuff and rent all this stuff and pay all this other fees that mm-hmm. we don't have to pay because right. we already have we have the built-in facility here. And we already have the car. Most of the cars will already be here, so uh, there, we won't have to worry about transportation or a truck breaking down on the way here because the cars will mostly all be here. There will right. be a, a handful of cars that aren't here. That will be consigned for the sale. But for the most part, it will be stuff that is here. So uh, anyway, we look forward to seeing everybody. Our website will have the information soon. Mm-hmm. And uh, But if you have any questions ahead of time before you see it on the website or whatever, just give us a call. 888-227-0914, right? Very exciting. So we sold uh, – you sound excited. So we sold some cars <laughs> last week, and you wonder where? I always I always wonder where. Each week I wonder, <laughs> where did the cars go? I, well, I, sometimes let, I think, what what states did they go to? What states did they – and how many of them did and how they many, go to, how many, right? So how about Franklin, Pennsylvania, Riverdale, Georgia, Flowertown, Pennsylvania, Madisonville, Texas, Madisonville, Texas again, mm-hmm. Painesville, Ohio. Benel Medina, Spain. Wow. Yeah, that is not a city, a state in the United States, no. I promise. Morganville, New Jersey, Sykesville, Maryland. Watersmeet, Michigan, Medford, New Jersey, Hamburg, Pennsylvania, Jeffersonville, Pennsylvania, mm-hmm. Hamilton Square, New Jersey. And, you know, every week there are places that I have never heard of. That's right. And, and, and a lot of them are close to here you've never heard of. We were talking about Versailles. 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 Right. Uh, a town in Pennsylvania, and it's not pronounced Versailles, it's pronounced Versailles, because okay. it's like Bala Kenwood, or mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, what was the one I got corrected on? Uh, oh, I forget. What was that? What? 
What was the one that was I got? Pen, was it Pennsylvania Town? Yeah, and it was last week, uh, and it was it was pla- oh, I can't remember. Uh, anyway. well, it'll come back to us. No, it won't. <laughs> <laughs> it's gone. We only wish that it would come back to us, but uh, it certainly it certainly won't. So, um, happy Father's Day, because this will air the day before Father's Day. That's this right. is our ninety second show, uh, recording on June the ninth, and it'll air first time on June the seventeenth, and then be on. The, uh, all the usual podcast outlets on the 19th, which is the Monday following that. Is that correct? Yes, late, late Monday. Late, yeah, don't be there at 9 a.m. because we probably won't be there yet. But we will, you know, we're, we're figuring this out as we go and we're getting better at it, aren't we? I think so. I think so too. We've so, got a clean studio now. We so. have a clean studio. Thanks to JR. He, he organized our cords and cables and whatnots and, and got my microphone where I'm probably close to where I want it. Right. I'm afraid it's going to tip over right now. <laughs> That's all right. Still, still picks you up. <laughs> it's, it's all, it's all, the only important part is that you can hear me, right? It doesn't well, matter the logistics of it, right? With your People resident- don't want to be bothered. <laughs> With our troubles. No. <laughs> they just want to listen to a show about cars. Yeah. Speaking of cars, uh, Greenwich. Didn't see you there. What happened? Uh, you were coming, or weren't you coming? Uh, or you went last right, year? Right, right, right. Oh, we uh, scheduled and something fell through, but that's another story. <laughs> well, you sound so happy about it. <laughs> that's okay. I don't have to go every year. I feel like if I go every other year, that's good. Right. I mean, so many events going on right now. Yeah. It's crazy. It is absolutely crazy. I mean, every t- every weekend from mm-hmm. about three weeks ago all the way through October. basically October mm-hmm. has got something going on. Yeah. It's funny because you kind of get out of the habit of traveling in the winter months because there's not nearly as many <laughs> events. I mean, you've got you know, Scottsdale with the auctions and all that in January and Mecham in Kissimmee, but... Not as many events as we have now. Now there are just things, it's like, you have to make a decision on what to do. I mm-hmm. mean, this weekend, which is the ninth, is, um, there's a, a, a deal up in Allentown tonight, um, that's a symposium. There's, uh, Broad Arrows auction in Atlanta. Hmm. Uh, next weekend is the AACA Museum Gala. You know, the right. Philly Concours is coming up. Carlisle's General Motors event is coming up. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just like it's just one after the other. It is. The other. Yeah. And we have to make a decision on which ones are make the most sense for us to be at, sure. whether we go there as and just kind of walk around and, and observe and say hello to people or we take our truck and trailer or mm-hmm. we take a tent or, you know, some hybrid in between of that. So trying to determine the best events. And there's just more and more all the time. And now – there's some further away events that we're doing. We do the Turkey Rod Run in Daytona. Uh, we do – there's a, a Fun in the Sun uh, event that we're looking at in Myrtle Beach, South mm-hmm. Carolina, mm-hmm. where our racing team is at Watkins Glen this weekend. Right. Uh, Harry Dinwiddie and the crew are uh, going to run uh, the Corvette at Watkins Glen, and hopefully he'll keep it in one piece and stay between the white lines. And Is there one in upstate New York we do too? Is, uh, Syracuse or? There's a Syracuse Nationals that we do and that's mm-hmm. a hot rod show. And we just did York, uh, okay. the show there, which was a good one. We, we gave away a classic auto mall trophy that, you know, awarded the best of something. I don't remember oh, nice. exactly. Yeah, it was you sponsored really, a trophy. We sponsored a trophy that's and cool. it was really cool. And it was a guy built the car himself and it was amazingly well, well done. And of course the person who picked that is our own uh, resident uh, car builder, Bill Borneman, who oh. has built many, many, many cars sure. and has a pretty good eye for that stuff. Mm-hmm. So he knows, 
I trust him to pick something that I wouldn't go, oh, you picked that? <laughs> <laughs> right. That would never happen because he, he knows a good quality build when he sees it. And uh, it He's was, a fellow lightning owner, so uh, yeah, they, we're, we're yeah. brothers from another mother. Yeah, but the, the lightning owners club. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's where you meet girls, isn't it? Uh, no. <laughs> well, it's like anything, you know. Um, <laughs> it is like anything. <laughs> there's a lot of clubs that you don't want to really have to get into. I, my dad used to have a funny joke about it. And I'm going to going to shut up right now because I don't want to go there and I will and then I'll have to, you know, we'll have to edit it. Yes, FCC will suddenly yeah. come down on podcast. Yeah, so anyway, uh Greenwich last weekend yes. was absolutely amazing. I mean, they really had a fantastic turnout. Uh the cars were spectacular and I we we had a conversation I had a conversation with a lot of people at the Concord that we we liked the fact that the Concours don't pre-publish pictures of the cars that are going to be in the mm. event. I know you're going to get good cars. Show one teaser maybe of a car, but I know you're going to get good cars, but I don't want to spoil it. I like to see them for the first time there. Mm -hmm. They had a, a, a Gia display, a Gia bodied cars that were, um, uh, fantastic and they were usually mostly concept or prototype type cars back in the fifties and sixties. They had a DeSoto Gia that was spectacular in red and it was just an amazing car with a, with a retractable rear window mm. and, uh, just uh, the level and the quality of those cars are just you just can't believe how how much time and effort and money people spend on these cars it's art it is art and and it's i always say is you know to the judges and we've talked about this with guests who are, are concord judges uh as well uh, on our show is how do you pick from 10 of the you know finest in the world but as they said and they continue to say as you get closer to a car and as you look a little closer, there's faults even on really good cars. Mm -hmm. So you start having, you know, there are minimal deductions, but that's all it takes is a minimal deduction to pr prove one car is better than the other. So when we return, we'll talk a little bit more about Greenwich and uh, all the people we saw and things that we did. We'll be back in just a minute in the Classic Auto Mall podcast. Since the 1960s, J.C. Taylor has been America's premier specialty insurance provider for classic cars, antique autos, modified, and custom vehicles. Our customers have trusted us to protect their prized possessions for more than six decades. For more information, or to receive a quote, contact our expert team today by calling 888-ANTIQUE, or by visiting our website at jctaylor.com slash awr. That's 888-268-4783. Or visit jctaylor.com slash awr drive through time with peace of mind. J.C. Taylor. When it comes to car magazines, are you tired of reading about mega-dollar collector cars you can't afford, or endless reporting on auctions and how-to tech stories that don't interest you? Then Crankshaft is the car magazine for you. Crankshaft is a 144-page softcover quarterly filled with all sorts of fascinating stories, the type of car features you won't find anywhere else. It features American and foreign cars, pre- and post-war era cars of distinction including sports cars, muscle cars, and regular family sedans too. To discover what many car enthusiasts are saying is the best car magazine ever published, you can purchase either a single copy for $12.95 plus $3 postage, or a one-year subscription, four issues, for $59.95. To order your copy, go to www.crankshaftmagazine.com. That's www.crankshaftmagazine.com. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. And we're back with the Classic Auto Mall podcast from the Classic Auto Mall studio. What's that noise? Got a hum. That's a fan. A rain. <laughs> Sounds like 
It must be like a tin a cat on a hot tin roof. It's done. It's gone. No, nope, it's back. Oh, that's the it's the stringo. Oh my god! <laughs> You're probably is. not metering that. I don't. I don't know if it's yeah. picking it up. We're picking it up. In our We're room. picking it up, but no big deal. So we can always edit that out. <laughs> this next stringo should have rubber wheels. Yeah, well, uh, <laughs> that's one of the arguments that we've had. You know, I don't think that. The Stringo is our vehicle mover that's a, that's got some hydraulic arms on it that suck the tires up onto a little mm-hmm. platform and we can move a car around anywhere. And you, have you ever seen our, our promo videos or any of our videos or been to our place, you've seen the Stringo. It is an indispensable member of our team and we wouldn't trade it for all the tea in China, as my grandmother used to say. <laughs> um, but they weren't designed to go on tile floors. Ah. And the guy's like, man, you guys, that is not going to last a year. Mm-hmm. We're on f- year five with our Stringo. It's got over five thousand hours on it since we bought it we bought another one since and then we bought one from china here mm-hmm. recently so uh, it came on the slow boat <laughs> and it took about a month to get here and the amount of forms and duties and things mm-hmm. that you had to fill out to get it here was unbelievable but it is it's a heavy piece of equipment it's kind of like a forklift it's a it is it's and a, it has done no damage to the tiles had which, no any damage to the tiles and it still manages to to work but but you know, importing from China, I mean, it mm-hmm. is it, the, the no. I mean, listen, mm-hmm. if you wanted to sneak anything into this country, I would say that it would be very difficult to do because the forms that you go through, the checks and balances that they have, even on just a little shipment to little old Morgantown, Pennsylvania, uh, is amazing. And the reason we bought it there is because we couldn't find one anywhere else. Mm-hmm. That's the problem, you know. You buy these things, you know. You'd like to be able to just go down to the local store, yeah. but. They don't have vehicle, hydraulic vehicle moving devices at uh, Walmart. Not a big demand for those? <laughs> Guess they're, they're not on Amazon? Not on Amazon. I uh, yeah, actually, they're on Alibaba, which is the, really? the whatever version of Amazon in, in China. China. Exactly. So, but uh, this one is bright yellow and it doesn't have all the features. It's more like, I'd call it a base model rubber mat <laughs> truck, and the Stringo is a Corvette. Okay. That gives you a reference of, of the Stringo. And the Stringo is very maneuverable. But the big yeller, as we like to call yeah. it, is is handy to have another one because we move a lot of vehicles around here. I mean, sometimes it's like a Rubik's Cube. you got to move 10 to get to one. And I don't people, know how they do it. I, I, I really don't either, and I applaud my guys. I just for close my eyes. Getting and... that done and <laughs> getting it done every day. Yeah. I mean, it's just nonstop mm-hmm. is that those stringos are running because, you know, we're constantly moving here and we got, you know, more cars in, in the building than we're, you know, normally have. And we're at 917 is our inventory mm-hmm. today, which seems to be kind of holding at that number, uh, week after week, if you hear me talk about our, our <laughs> inventory. Is. Then uh, you'll hear me say 920 or 910 or 917 about for the past month and a half because mm-hmm. basically what happens is, you know, new consignments come in, cars get sold, cars may get uh, removed to go have some work done to them. Sometimes sitting is not favorable to a car and if a car's been here for a couple of three months and it's sat, sometimes it needs a little prod to get it along and mm-hmm. so they'll they'll go out for some kind of uh, service and upkeep and maintenance and or they need to get inspected uh, uh, because we do require when you consign your car at classic auto mall we do require it to be currently inspected currently insured and currently with a license plate on it and you ask well why would you need all that well that's the law the state of pennsylvania requires all that because technically you're not supposed to do a test drive on a dealer plate on a consignment car okay only on your only on your owned inventory are you supposed to do a test drive now 
that begs the next question. Do we do test drives? We don't really do a lot of test drives, mostly in the parking lot. Uh, if we've checked every box except the last one, the test drive, right. then we do that. And we've, we've spoken of that before. So um, that's one of those things that uh, we don't take them out on the highway. We don't take them out on the road. We've got a 40-acre, 25 acres of asphalt. So we've got plenty of room for you to feel the gears. You can get it into the top gear in our in our lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're not encouraging you to go crazy fast. But, I mean, you can get it into the top gear safely to see how the transmission works and the clutch works if it's an automatic and how it shifts if, or a manual and if it, how it shifts is an automatic and all that. So we try to do our best, but but that's part of the rules of the state of Pennsylvania being in the consignment business. And there's not as many consignment dealers, uh, unless they're into classic cars, as there are just regular dealers in the state of Pennsylvania. I mean, most guys uh, own their own inventory, right. although that's getting tougher and tougher to do, they mm-hmm. tell me, in even the used car business, that um, it's tough to find inventory. And uh, so, but anyway, um, that's the reason for all that. Back to the Greenwich Concours, uh, best in show was a 1937 Alpha hmm. uh, 8C 2900B. This thing was spectacular. Yeah. And then that was the Concorde de Elegance on Sunday. And the Saturday was a, uh, a true GT40 was the Concorde de Sport uh, best in show. Hmm. Um, 1965, it's a Mark One, and it was just crazy cool. It was very rudimentary. It was almost like the Cobra Daytona down at the Simeone. Yeah. You know, it was just, it was in as race condition, and there was duct tape on the dash what color with was numbers. It? It's blue. Okay. Um, I had a picture of it. Oh, there it is. Oh, right yeah. There. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So those hmm. of you just. Think blue in your head. Uh, it's a light blue. Though. It's a lighter blue. Yeah, it's would, not really that golf blue, right? Or, you would or see, dark, or darker blue, like you would see, like almost a mm-hmm. navy blue, mm-hmm. which was my mother's favorite color mm-hmm. of car. Navy blue. She thought that was the most elegant color. <laughs> and we saw some beautiful Packards in navy blue, but they had a fantastic turnout at uh, the uh, Concord DL. How was the weather? Weather was great. Mm-hmm. It was um, mm-hmm. it was probably sixty eight mm-hmm. on Sunday and. Overcast and, and breezy. It was a little cool um, during the day, but it warmed up in the afternoon. But man, they had a really nice selection of and a variety of cars. A lot of supercars there. They had some, <clears throat> excuse me, some McLarens and some Ferraris, and they had, uh, of course, the pre-war stuff that they have, and then some fifties and sixties. And then they were did. They have some special curated classes. They had some uh, three Buick Rivieras of different genres there, mm. starting with a '64 or five of that era, first gen uh, of those, and uh, really well done. And it's a beautiful setting because it's right there on the water. It's in that bay in in uh, Greenwich that you can see out into. I guess that would be Long Island Sound. You would see out into. I don't really know that. Again. Why do I bring up things that I don't know the answer to? <laughs> I don't know, but it is a beautiful setting. It's kind of like uh, what's mono, like Monterey. Monterey. It's like it's on the ocean. Sea. Yeah, exactly. So, um, But anyway, we had a wonderful time, and we went to the, the get-together they had on Saturday night, and that was well attended. And, of course, you know, you just meet all kinds of interesting people at these Concord mm-hmm. Elegances. I mean, it's just fascinating. Titans of industry and leaders in business and chairmen and CEOs of companies and, and then just, you know, guys like me, yeah. you know, just, <laughs> just hanging out. And it's a lot of fun because it's, it's all, everybody's there for a common bond. And even though these guys are used to being, you get a lot of these guys who are used to being kind of, they don't do anything for themselves. They, they everything is done for them. Mm-hmm. Everything that they do, somebody makes their reservation, somebody does this. <laughs> but when it comes to their cars at a Concord, you see these guys, they're wiping them down. They're, yeah. they're tinkering with them under the hood, trying to get them to run if there was an issue. I mean, they do, 
more than they would do in normal life situations right. because of the cars because they just had that passion for these things and of course that is multi you know that it's funny because you you people from all walks of life are speaking the same language. They're talking the talk. It can be the janitor and it can be the CEO and it can be everybody in between. Sure. Not that the janitor is the lowest guy on the totem pole, but right. just using that for a reference. Gotcha. You know? Yeah, no. That's it, the beauty of cars. Really. Yeah, that really is. And you see that not to the same extent at the, at the Concord, at other events as well, too. I mean, mm-hmm. even out here at the events that are put on in our parking lot that are amazing and have an amazing selection of cars that – is always surprising. You wonder where do all these cars come from? You know, well, they come from right here. Yeah, I mean, this is car culture 101 right here in Southeast Pennsylvania. And if you don't believe that, then I don't know what to tell you because I think it's as strong here as it is anywhere, it South is. Florida or or uh, Southwest or Arizona or Southern California or any of the places that are <clears throat> car culture, if you will. Um, this place is right there with them. There's so many cars. Yeah. So many. I was talking to somebody the other day about uh, somebody's collection I never heard of before right. in Reading or something. I mean, it's just amazing how many collections are tucked away in here, how many great cars, and then they, they show up occasionally at Concours events. And stuff. Right. Well, and, and you realize that most of these collections are based in the hometown of the guy who built the collection. And a lot of these guys, even a lot of these wealthy guys that have made it in, you know, successful in business or successful in life or whatever it is that they've done are from smaller towns. Mm-hmm. It's not like they're all from New York City or they're all from Philadelphia. You know, they're from Morgantown or they're from Boyertown mm-hmm. or they're from, you know, small town, any town USA. There's a great museum in uh, Iowa, you know, right, I mean, right. just places that you wouldn't expect them to be. And of course, that's the, the challenge mm-hmm. uh, to being, if you're in the museum business, that's really the challenge because being in a, in a small town that's not a destination. You know, it's one thing to be in Orlando uh, with an attraction where you got 48 million people a year coming in just to, as tourists, but uh, it's certainly uh, different when you have uh, a town like Boyertown that's a population of, you know, 4,000 people. Right. And they have actually the Boyertown Museum of Transportation and History, and then also they have the Three Dog Garage, Ross mm-hmm. Myers places up there. And then in Birdsboro, which is not far from there, you got Lou Mascaro's place that's got the supercar yeah. collab. I mean, it's all within, you know, 50 miles of here. You got the Simeon, you got the Hershey Museum, you got us, you got, Bur- I mean, and, and then I can, I the can private. Think of three, yeah, the private yeah. collection. I can think of three in my, in Montgomery County. Right. Probably $50 million collections. Exactly. Easily. Yeah. And, and the more you're, you do this, the more you find out about these things. Like, I mean, <laughs> That's I right. went to a guy's barn and mm-hmm. I've driven past there a hundred times and no idea that it was full of, you know, beautiful cars. And, and, and they like it that way. Some mm-hmm. of them, some of them are very, you know, nondescript and they don't want you to know about anything. That's and right. others are, you know, very open and have them open and do events. I know Three Dog Garage is open to the, it's not open to the public, but it's open to groups. So yeah. if you have a car club or mm-hmm. or some kind of organization and you want to bring 20 or 30 or 50 people or mm-hmm. whatever, I think that they're receptive to that. And you can check with them, Three Dog Garage. You can Google them and find their, their website. But we're we're talking about, you know, we, as we had mentioned before, about doing a map of, of a driving map to all the different places that are within about 50 miles mm-hmm. of here and get people to take like a tour, if you will. Uh, to all the different museums that that are open to the public, and if they're not open mm-hmm. to the public, the, to make a special arrangement to go in. But then also restaurants in that 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 loop, if you will, and uh, maybe hotels to stay at and that kind of thing. And you could make a whole, you know, a long three day weekend or something, or you know, sometime during the week you could do it. And 
you know, get to see some amazing cars in places that you would never, ever expect. And I, I imagine you could do that just about anywhere in the country now. Yeah, yeah, for sure. For yeah. sure. I mean, but, but Pennsylvania's got a lot of, a lot of cars, a lot of collections. Mm-hmm. Funny story. We, uh, we were manning the table at the Philly Auto Show. I met two brothers who have a mushroom farm around here. Right. And they started listing, and then they just have their own collection. Right. To enjoy, to drive. Right. But the cars, oh. I mean, I was like, here's my, here's my car if you ever want to sell. They're like, no, we're not selling anything. But yeah, apparently I mean, mushrooms are, are big, <laughs> big <market>. business. Yeah. <laughs> they, uh, they absolutely are. I think that, uh, and you know, it's funny when you get talking to a guy about his car collection, <clears throat> it's not, it's not bragging as right. much as he just wants to share with somebody absolutely. what he has and to talk about it yep. and to, to, you know, to feel mm-hmm. like somebody appreciates it the way that he appreciates it. That's right. So when we return, we'll talk a little bit more about uh, some new inventory that came in this week. And uh, we'll be back in just a couple of minutes on the Classic Auto Mall podcast. See you. If you love classic cars, you're going to want to listen to the Classic Car Show with Tom Cox and Richard Lentinello on America's Web Radio. Live every Saturday at 9 a.m. Eastern at americaswebradio.com or on demand on your favorite podcast app. It's a museum, it's a showroom, it's an experience. The Classic Auto Mall in Morgantown, Pennsylvania is 336,000 square feet of rare, custom, and specialty automobiles on display and on consignment. From the earliest production cars to modern exotics, Classic Auto Mall is a feast for the eyes and the memories. Stroll through time in any season in this climate-controlled facility that you simply have to see to believe. Admission is free. Just remember to bring comfortable shoes. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. And we're back with the Classic Auto Mall podcast from the Classic Auto Mall studio in downtown Morgantown, Pennsylvania on a beautiful sunny day today, actually. Yes, not hazy at all. Not hazy. I think the the, the smoke of a distant fire is gone. And, uh, They're not going to make us wear masks that, anymore. No, I was thinking, oh, God, here come the masks again. Uh-huh. That's exactly the first thing I thought when I yeah. saw that. It's like, oh, here they come. Yep. Just another reason. I had to dig them out, too. I had to dig them out. Find them. So I did my first ever Walmart call ahead and go pick it up and wait in their little line. And then mm. you just open your trunk lid and they bring the stuff out mm-hmm. to you. It's weird. What? Masks? No, no, no. Just oh. stuff. Oh, okay. Unrelated. Just got me thinking. Unrelated. Okay. So my segues are, you know, a I don't little, know where that went, but uh, okay. a little uh, lopsided, if you will. Picturing Stuart in line at Walmart. <laughs> no, this was actually they, you go to your numbered spot. Oh, a car in your car. In your car. In your car. Yeah, you order oh, ahead, like the old days, like yeah. in like the COVID days. Yeah, you order ahead and they bring it out. To gotcha. Whatever it is. So mm. I think it's okay to buy stuff that way unless you're buying like produce or something because you got some punk. High school kid working there. He doesn't know what a good tomato is no. or a good uh, avocado or even what an avocado is or a, right. you know, any of that stuff. So, uh, you, I think you got to pick out your own stuff when it comes to that. You don't want them picking out your, your produce and perishables and That's, meat. That is correct. So anyway, it was kind of an experience. And, you know, it's funny because, you know, the car culture is such that you know, people would rather just stay in their own car anymore. I mean, it's whether you go to McDonald's, whether you go, they'd rather, they'd much rather you go drive through than inside. And they'd really prefer that you use their app to buy your food. Mm-hmm. And that way you'd never have to come in the building or turn off your car or anything. So it's, it's become this car culture that continues to perpetuate itself. You'd think that that would be long gone or that people would prefer to go in the restaurant. But there's actually very few people in any of the fast food places that you see anymore. It's true. It's the drive-through lines. It's the drive-through lines. Right? And uh, I was watching a, probably a Doug Demuro video or something. I think it was a he was reviewing an early 2000s NSX, and he made the point that 
cup holders were not a thing. Right. <laughs> and nobody had cup holders in there, and, and we didn't think anything of it. No. And then suddenly it's like, if you don't have it, or Well, multiple, you almost need it, because if you're not going to be able to go into a restaurant like we did through COVID, <laughs> right. then where are you going to put your cup? Between your legs? Yeah. <laughs> you spend more time in your car, like, yeah. to your point. Yeah. I think that it's funny, you know, when I, when my wife and I run errands, a lot of times I just stay in the car, and the car stays running, and yeah. she goes in and does whatever she does, and I'm on the phone or listening to music or whatever it is, but mm-hmm. I mean, it's like... That comfort of your own car, the cocoon of it. And that's the popularity of cars uh, to this day. If I could drive down the supermarket aisles in my car I w- and pick out stuff and just throw it in the trunk, I would. I think that that could possibly – that could happen. That's See, I'm, I want to make an – I want to create an invention. I'm going to give it away here. All right. You load everything into your cart and you just go through like a scanner like you go through at the airport and it just picks up everything that's in your cart. You don't have to – No, that's happening. I mean who, who came up with the idea that you – Put everything in a cart, mm-hmm. then you go to a place to pay, and you take everything out of the cart, right. and then you put it in bags and put it back in the cart. What? Why do all that? Why not just leave it in the cart? Somebody invented that already. Oh, I'm sorry, but I forget guns. what store it is now. Is it the supermarket? Uh, Giant, Giant has a scanner. You put it on your phone and scan the items and put them in your cart, yep. and ah. then you just go through and put the total up and right. Out. Out. Yep. That's a Pennsylvania giant. There are two giants. Apparently, there's okay. Maryland and Pennsylvania, <laughs> and they're owned by the same company, but they're different, totally different. Right. Uh, feuding brothers, maybe, or something? <laughs> Who knows? You never know. So, yeah, anything. I mean, you think of the car culture and all the things that go with it. Um, that's the scary thing about electric cars is that if we spend that much time in your car – I mean, how many husbands stay in the car while the wife goes into shop and they leave the car running during that time? And mm-hmm. you could turn it off, but if it's hot outside, you want to leave your air on. Sure. So how does that affect the the electric cars? I don't know. I, you know, I keep coming back to this subject. And, and again, I'm not anti-electric car. I just right. don't think that everybody should buy electric cars. And I just read today General Motors is spending $500 million to tool up on some internal combustion engine vehicles, probably the Cadillac Escalade and the Suburban and – the trucks, I would imagine, are going to keep internal combustion mm-hmm. engines because it just it makes sense. I mean, those are big things to push around, and, and yeah. you, you need more power, I think, than electricity is going to provide as of now. I mean, I'm certain that in the future they're going to figure all that out. I mean, we're a, we're a, we're a world of smart people. There's a whole lot of smart people that can and figure out And technology, just the, at the rate it develops, is crazy. Yeah, I mean, you think about the technology rate from 1900 to 1950 versus – you know, yep. 1950 to 2000 and then mm-hmm. from 2000 to 2050. I mean, just staggering right. the stuff that they've got. Yet there are things that still escape us. You know, we mm-hmm. can't cure cancer. We can't cure the common cold. We, uh, you know, we can't figure out how to make a, a car get 300 miles to the gallon. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure we probably could. And I mm-hmm. don't know if the old wives tale that, you know, they killed the guy who could had a 300 mile per gallon carburetor. But, you know, I'm certain that there are things that we could do that could minimize our usage of independence on oil and things like that. But uh, hydrogen, maybe? I don't mm-hmm. know. I don't know. I don't know. Nuclear? Nuclear. Yeah, nuclear. Uh, nuclear. <laughs> <laughs> if you'll have nuclear power in your car and you get radiation. we got nuclear plants around here. Mm-hmm. So Yes, we know. do. Uh, one in uh, – where is that? That's Royersford. Royersford. Yeah. And then one in uh, Harrisburg, the Three Mile Island. That one had a little problem a few well, years ago. Well, shoot, but in general, it's uh, – I don't want to get into a whole conversation about it, but it's, <laughs> it's generally safe. safe. Yeah. Safer power than, than I think that we really think it is. Anyway, we've really gotten delayed on our new inventory. All right. So uh, new inventory that we've gotten in the past – Past few weeks, a 1928 Chevrolet 
AB National Huckster. Mm-hmm. And a huckster is exactly what it sounds like. It's something you huckster stuff out of and <laughs> you sell out of. So, Which brings us back to yes. how the world has changed because uh, now absolutely. we stay in our car and now back they, in the day you stay in your house and they would come to you. They would come to you. Mm-hmm. They'd bring that little cart and they'd roll Very down cool. the street. Yep. Or a guy would come from out of town and he'd set up in the parking lot of somewhere and he'd open up his canvas sides of his uh, truck, his huckster, if you mm-hmm. will, and he'll have fruit and vegetables or he'd have ailments or or ointments for ailments. Right. And snake oil. Snake oil salesman, yeah. <laughs> and huckster, that's almost a derogatory term. It sounds it? like it. Yeah, it does sound a little bit. But this Chevrolet AB National Huckster mm-hmm. is really an amazing. Green over black, black interior, excellent restoration on this mm-hmm. thing. 171 cubic inch inline four cylinder, uh, new canvas for the top and sides. Pretty rare model for 1928. Of course, the three speed manual transmission, which was pretty much standard on all cars back in the day. There weren't many four speeds, uh, back in the twenties and thirties. And, uh, they were all three speeds with the reverse where first would be and then mm-hmm. first where second would be and second where third would be. I got you. <laughs> you and, so, and so on. And so on and so forth as we go down the line of that. So. Yeah, it's a beautiful, it's a beautiful thing. And it's, uh, I mean, it'd be, be great if you had like a store or something for display and we sell a lot of vehicles for that particular reason mm-hmm. that people have a, a a type of business that they think you know it would it would lend itself well to that and we even do that to some degree and you say well how can that be and i say well our excursion we have a 2010 excursion that pulls around our white truck and tr- our white trailer and it's a white excursion and car guys love excursions right you know it's like get excited about it and you think well it's just a suv but nah, there's just something first of all they're either v10 or big diesel powered mm-hmm. and uh, they're just really cool and so it, it it's 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 a nostalgia type thing yeah. for even for something that was built in 2002 i know they're they're quickly becoming dinosaurs they and, are and, and their and their value is going up through the roof uh pretty amazing so uh anyway another uh, other new inventory in an 2009 pontiac g8 sedan these things are pretty cool Yes. Have you driven one of these? Yes, I, I have. And, uh, I, I happen to like them. I like modern muscle and, um, sure. it's a very cool car. A lot of people think this should have been called the GTO. Right. Um, instead of the one they, they used, but it's a. No a different great... than Dodge doing a Charger as a four door and this right, is a right, four door. Right. So it wouldn't have been that much of a stretch for that, right? That's right. It's switchblade silver metallic over onyx. I love cool named colors, as <laughs> you know. Uh, six liter V8, mm-hmm. a six speed automatic transmission. It's got European type styling, but it's a muscle sedan. Mm-hmm. Don't, don't mistake it for anything other than that. I think you can get a manual transmission. In you those. could, you could. I don't see many of those no. in manual transmission, but uh, and I, this is the G8 GT, so it's a step up from the base G8. Right. And is there a one above that? Yeah, there is. It's called the GXP. GXP. Right. And we made about three thousand of them, and right. I have a buddy who has one, and they're they're blistering fast. Yeah. But this, is a, this is a very adequate car. Did all the GXPs come with manual? Do you know, or mm-hmm. they, could you get them? I guess you could get them. Either That's way, a good right? question. Yeah. I think his is, his is automatic. Actually. Yeah. Well, there you go. Well, so. Remember, Grand National. Are automatics. So That's true. It doesn't mean it's That's a slow true. car. It's just not yeah. as fun. You know, it's interesting that era of the Buick uh, uh, turbo intercooled mm-hmm. uh, V6 that they had in the Buicks and also in the Trans Ams and stuff. They were odd in their power delivery. You know, they, mm-hmm. they, um, they didn't make an exhaust rumble like you would expect to hear. It was more of a whoosh than a rumble. Quiet. Yeah. Very quiet mm-hmm. and very kind of jolting when it changed gears. Mm-hmm. You know, it wasn't, it, 
didn't have that smooth transition from first to second, second to third, and so on. And see, I did it and so on. <laughs> um, and so it was a little jolting, like when it, it changed gears. And, and that that's part of the problem that some of the Ferraris have. You mm. know, we were talking to some people who own uh, a couple of different styles of Ferraris, and one being the 599 GTB, which is like the Enzo motor in a lesser priced car than the Enzo, which is, you know, four or five million now, if you can find one. And they're, they're but the GTB, they say, is just brutal to drive. Because mm-hmm. it slams you every time it changes gear, right. and it's that paddle shifted automatic mm. uh, that just and and they do two things that that are uncomfortable in some of these paddle shifted automatics is they'll retard the the fuel to, and when they change the gear, mm. and so it like throws you kind of forward and mm-hmm. throws you back again. It's not a nice linear uh, uh, display of power, if you will, and uh, and they're and it takes some getting used to. You know, it's not it's not. It's not always a pleasurable experience. So I recommend drive things to make sure that, you know, just because you always wanted mm-hmm. something, if you've never driven it, you've got to find a way to drive it. Find somebody who has one and let you drive it. Or at least, if if not that, talk to people who own them and say, you know, hey, tell me the the good, the bad, and the ugly. Right. Uh, this, this G8 has a six-speed automatic. Right. So it's a pretty smooth shifter and just a lot of power there. Yeah. yeah. Six-liter. And uh, another neat car we got in was the 39 Cadillac Fleetwood seven, Series 75 convertible sedan. Yeah, nice long over, name. I think it's over there somewhere. I think it is. Yeah. Monterey blue over beige. Beautiful. Only 543 of them built. How mm. many can be left? You know, for a car that is 84, 80, almost 85 model years old, and they only made 543 of them, yeah. there can't be a lot left. <laughs> and people say, but people baby these cars, and they take extra mm-hmm. good care of them. And, mm-hmm. and that's true that they do. But you have attrition from hurricanes and floods and fire. And, and usage. And usage yeah. and wrecks and, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. very few wrecks probably right. and stuff like this. Uh, but certainly the attrition of Mother Nature. Um, you know, certainly we saw a collection of Ferraris. I just saw, um, yesterday, uh, something in the news where there was a collection of like 40 Ferraris. I think they're all going to one of the auction houses in Monterey and they were in a hurricane mm. and beams fell on them and oh. water got on them. But there's a lot of value there too. Mm-hmm. I mean, they've got some, you know, short wheelbase, uh, three, seven, uh, what was it that they had? I can't remember, but I'll talk about it next show. Um, and go a little deeper into it. And I think it was RM auctions that has these cars offered and they were like as in as found condition. And they're going to do like a diorama in Monterey this year with the cars in that kind of setting mm-hmm. with the dirt on them and everything, oh, you cool. know, just in as found condition. Because a lot of times, you know, the value in these cars, believe it or not, is is just exactly the way you pulled them out of the barn. Mm-hmm. Don't clean them. Don't do anything mm-hmm. to them. Just present them as found. Because if you monkey with them, then that changes the perception of what maybe was done or wasn't done to them. You like to... A lot of guys would rather you not restore a car like that. They'd rather restore it themselves because that, that way they know what mm-hmm. they were dealing with. Whereas if you restore it, they'll have never seen what it looked like before. Well, that's the great thing about the barn finds we have on right. display here. Right. It's like right off the farm, yeah. you know, with yeah. dirt and rust yeah. and everything. Everything. Yeah, so. really anyway, cool. when we return, uh, we'll talk more about barn finds and dusty cars. We'll be back in just a couple of minutes. Since the 1960s, J.C. Taylor has been America's premier specialty insurance provider for classic cars, antique autos, modified, and custom vehicles. Our customers have trusted us to protect their prized possessions for more than six decades. For more information, or to receive a quote, contact our expert team today by calling 888-ANTIQUE, or by visiting our website at jctaylor.com slash awr. That's 888-268-4783. 
or visit jctaylor.com slash awr drive through time with peace of mind jc taylor if you love classic cars you're gonna want to listen to the classic car show with tom cox and richard lentinello on america's web radio live every saturday at 9 a.m eastern at americaswebradio.com or on demand on your favorite podcast app you're listening to america's web radio on the americasbroadcastnetwork.com thank you for listening and we're back with the Classic Automall Podcast with my two fired engineers and producers because they're going to edit me and their own willy-nilly way. Thank so. goodness I get to consign cars because <laughs> yeah, this could all go up the flames, end, yeah, just right. like the uh, Montreux Switzerland uh, oh. smoke on the water. Ah, nice, nice segue. Segway didn't right into that, didn't I? Anyway, this beautiful we were talking about before the break the '39 Cadillac Fleetwood Series '75 convertible sedan. <laughs> Uh, 346 cubic inch V8. So they had V8s back in the 30s. This was way before Chevrolet had their V8 in 1955 was the first Chevrolet V8 offered to the public, right? And, uh, man, this thing is spectacular. Art Deco styling, yeah. dual cows, uh, just state of, I mean, it's just state of the art for the era. It's a big, in 1939, big car. I mean, you think about it. That mm-hmm. was 84 model years ago or Amazing. whatever it was. So. And then, of course, one near and dear to my heart is the next one, the new inventory, the 1969 Citron D21 Lux station wagon yeah. with a hydro pneumatic suspension. Mm-hmm. Rarely seen. You just don't see these at Not all. Not in this condition. No. Maroon and gray over black. It's an odd color combination, but that's what makes – that's part of the quirkiness, right? I like it. I, I do too. They're usually like a kind of either silver or mm-hmm. they're like one solid color. No, this one's two-tone. It's very cool. We'll have to talk about the uh, Citron SM at one of our future shows. Yeah. About, uh, Citron was uh, partnered with Maserati, and they made this car that would handle like it was on rails. Really? and. Pretty, pretty, you know, uh, performance oriented as well too, and we'll talk about that in a future show. But anyway, this '69 Citron station wagon is really cool. Uh, it's front wheel drive. Uh, it's got the rear jump seats mm-hmm. in it. Just a little 132 cubic inch four cylinder in it, wow. but uh, really a neat car and getting a lot of eyeballs on it. And then the next car in is I'm surprised this car has lasted a day. '73 Mercury Cougar XR7 convertible is bright red over <laughs> white and black. And I'm not just saying it's bright red. The actual color is called bright red. Mm-hmm. Um, one of 64 build. It's got a numbers matching 351 Cleveland. It's got the top loader four-speed manual. Uh, the rim blow wheel. You ever no. you know what that is? No. Well, there's a little. <laughs> That's a weird name, though, man. I'll tell you what. <laughs> That's what I mean to tell you. I'll tell you. So around the rim of the steering wheel, there's a little indent, if you will, okay. around the whole rim of the steering wheel, and it's the horn. Oh. And you literally touch the that in a certain way. Yeah. <laughs> this is getting, it's going south fast, <laughs> It's going man. south really fast. Uh, anyway, this is nice rim below, short, The rim below wheel. And it's got the gauge package. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> so <laughs> nicely restored. Yeah. And uh l- listen, I think this is a niche car. This is Absolutely. somebody who's gonna be looking for this specific it's you know really cool though. It's kind of malaise period, mm-hmm. early seventies but it but it's this one is special. It's a yeah. special one. It's though. a special car and it's got that look to it. It's got the right color, the right stance. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We we preach that over and over and over again how important that is. And then if you really want to be cool and elegant, we got the ninety six Bentley Brooklyn's sedan, royal blue over parchment. Of course, royal blue, what a perfect name. Of course, it. always. But royal blue to me is always more of a different shade of blue it's than like a this bright, one is. Brighter, brighter blue. blue mm-hmm. But, you know, leave it to the Brits then. Yep. 57,000 actual miles. It's got the big 6.75 liter V8. Handcrafted body on these. Of course. In 1996. 
leather and walnut interior. It's got an automatic transmission. It's got every power convenience of the era that you could have. Of course, compared to a modern car, it's got nothing. You know, I mean, the amount of electronics that yeah. we talk about technology is just unbelievable. How many different Bell, bells and whistles and bells and whistles and heated and cooled and vibrating seats and stone massage and. Heated armrest. Heated armrest and, and, you know, sunroof that, you know, you can have a cover over it or it can be open or it can be partially open or it can be all the way. Like, but they did away with rim blow. Yeah, so there's no rim blow. Or, anymore. They did away with it. Yeah, so thank God they got rid of that because, you know, that, <laughs> I can't believe you never heard of that. What? I what? didn't know the name. I've, uh, I've seen rim blow. I gotcha. Wasn't aware that it had its own. Brand. Yeah, it was, I'm sure that was patented and, uh, <laughs> trademarked yeah, to the rim blow because exactly. they didn't want somebody stealing that name. No, no. God forbid. <laughs> God forbid they would do it. So, uh, anyway, uh, some of the new inventory into the, uh, facility and with the 917 cars, I'm sure we'll have something that you'll like. We don't have any 917s, oddly enough. We do not have any 917s <laughs> and we should have a 917. Simeon has a yeah, few. Simeon has a few, the hippie car and yeah. uh, one other. And uh, they have a – if you've never been to the Simeon Museum, put it on your bucket list of mm-hmm. things to do. It is so cool. And then they do demo days down there twice a month during the warmer climate. Uh, they start them up and run them in the back parking lot and then do a Q&A and answer questions about them and talk about them and talk about the history of them. And they do themes. Mm-hmm. And they only have 60 cars, but they somehow come up with a new theme. And it's the same cars pretty much. They don't, their inventory doesn't change a right. lot. That's the only kind of downfall. There's, mm-hmm. it's, although I've been back numerous times and I still enjoy it. Well, you, you see something you've either missed or mm-hmm. you weren't focused on, but they, I think he bought one car about four years ago. Yeah. I forget what it was. I had a funny, uh, you know, kind of a man, what do you call the thing on the hood? Oh, the- hood, hood ornament? <laughs> a rim blow. <laughs> and, uh, anyway. Uh, so not a lot, yeah. But you always see something different yeah. every and, time you go. And listen, I, our my attention span, like most car guys, is like very. Like I'll pass pa- past a couple of really cool things that mm-hmm. if I stopped, I would really appreciate. But I'm oh, I see that. That's and right. I, I kind of get lasered in on that and forget the mm-hmm. two really cool ones next to it. And so tunnel I think vision. You very oh, absolutely. Yep. And I think we're all guilty of that. And we're at car shows. You do that where you're, and then you go back and you go, oh man, I really did want to see that car. But something that was so special to you that you wanted to see mm-hmm. uh is right there so um go to the Simeon if you haven't and then come here i imagine if you had a long layover at the philadelphia airport like hours oh yeah you could probably leave I mean, can you leave the airport and go to uh, well you'd have to go out through security and, and come, come back, back in. i used to do that smoking and i almost missed my flight in <laughs> chicago <laughs> my wife was like don't go out you're stupid you're gonna miss your flight i'm like no 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 there's no line and i, uh-huh. I go out and smoke one cigarette i right. have to go have because i got an hour and a half flight and i come back in and the line has increased from about 50 people to about 500 people. <laughs> and I'm, I, I mean, I'm like 20 minutes for takeoff. Yeah. And my, my, when I traveled with my kids and right. my wife, they, they always had to go get something to eat. And I'm like, not now. <laughs> They're going to board and we're, we're at section A. Yeah. And I, I, and, you know, and my other fault is, is I get Kathy to the airport like 12 hours ahead of time. <laughs> I do that too. Yeah. It's like, you know, Bye. <laughs> <laughs> don't call me if your flight is delayed or you can't get home. Got something to eat, honey. I'll, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I, you know, you'd much rather be early than late 100%. going to the airport oh, yeah. because especially you just never know that you know, fear is you walk around the corner and the line just snakes along forever and ever and ever. or you have to run somewhere or you have to run I yeah how i do too i absolutely hate that mm-hmm. it's like in the morning i don't want to get up so late that i have to be watching my clock on where i got to be in the morning i like to get up with plenty of time and you know that's an old man thing. Isn't it? <laughs> I don't know. 
know. I've always felt like the airport thing, especially. Like mm-hmm. I like, I'll get there two hours early. We're usually about two hours. We usually leave because you got to leave room for traffic. Mm-hmm. You want to be there two hours ahead of time. You got to leave. It's an hour to get to the airport in a perfect world. Mm-hmm. So you got to leave a little extra time there. So generally, we get there about two hours and twenty minutes before. Mm-hmm. And, you know, but I, again, I'd rather be there. And then the other night when she flew in, I just stayed at the Marriott there. So oh, that was cool. There you yeah. go. So that was nice to be able to just be right there. And she got off and came through the, mm-hmm. the terminal and went right into the Marriott. And there we were. And That's there awesome. I was at the bar. <laughs> you know, holding Bible study. Right. Of course. <laughs> of course I was. That's so, right. uh, but anyway. Um, <laughs> We uh, uh, don't forget about the auction coming up in, in September. We're going to have a lot of fun with this, and we encourage everybody to, to call and figure out how to register to bid if you've never done it before or if you've got a consignment, if you've got a car here that you're really ready to move and, and want to get serious on the price, uh, we'd love to talk to you. And uh, it's going to be fun, though. It's going to be a fun day and a busy week for us that week. I've got some of my friends coming in mm-hmm. from out of town and others that have promised that they're coming. And so it's going to be uh, – it will be a celebration of Classic Auto Mall. Awesome. And it will also be the auction and then, you know, the little get-together as well, too. So if you can uh, make it, please do, and uh, please go to our website if you want to find out more information. i got to tell you something, though. Going to the airport the other day, the electronic billboards really ticked me off. Mm, the bright ones? No, because I'll see something at a distance that I want to see, Yeah, and it – turns before I get to it, and then I'm slowing down a little bit for them to cycle through, but they've got so many to cycle through uh-huh. that you never get back to that one, then the one that I wanted to see, and then it's three things I didn't want to see. Yeah. So what the heck? Yeah. I don't need so many. Get two on there. I know these billboard companies are in it to make money. I get that. And the more people you have on a billboard, the more money you make. Right. But I missed what I wanted to see. There was something coming up in Atlantic well, City, a concert or something. Yeah. I could, you, just saw it. You have to get off the exit, go back around. <laughs> Or you could just Google it, right? or, or Google it. But yeah. Uh, yeah, they do. They do. They circulate now. Yeah. So they don't. They're not static uh, billboards anymore. No, not you, many of them. You got to either slow down or be quick. And what is up with Pennsylvania highways and front clips of cars? I everywhere I go on the turnpike or any of the highways in Pennsylvania, there's like the front clip of a Pontiac Grand Am, or really? <laughs> the whole plastic front fascia piece is just laying on the side of the road. It's like, how did? I don't know, but there's money in that. Did it, <laughs> Did it just fall off? I've seen that. Yeah, but I don't see it anywhere else. Right. Pothole. Yeah. Pothole. Pothole. Boom. And yeah. there goes the yeah. front clip. Yeah. Boom. There goes the vinyl I mean, roof. What are they held on with plastic? <laughs> the modern cars are held on with plastic tabs. Most of those dry out and break in, right. in short order. But it's like, what is it? Maybe Pennsylvania, maybe it's the climate. Maybe it's the salt on the roads. It's maybe a- it's the potholes. <laughs> we do have some serious potholes. I mean, really serious. So bad that jar you're filling out. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I lost an interior piece to the BMW the other day. But – um. If your front clip falls off, do you not notice? And, and do you not want to go back and get it? Because that's a, that's a 700 cheap. hour yeah, way. Yeah. yeah. Plus installation, plus paint. paint. Oh yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, but I see at least two or three every time I go to the airport. It's like, where are, I mean, it's like, right. You wonder if it's like some kind of setup. Like they're put it out there oh. and you get out to grab it because you think, oh, I'll make money on this. And then a couple of guys rob you. It's not worth the, the yeah. uh, risk of getting out of your car. Only. One of our employees was telling us that, uh, there was something like, you know, the old trick, the baby carriage on the side of the road. And it looked like there was a baby in it or something. She got out to check it. It's like, what? No. Yeah, yeah. There's nobody's leaving a baby on the side of the road. There are, there are predators everywhere, so yeah, don't so get out. Be careful. You, don't get out of your car. You Stay in your to. car always. Mm-hmm. Live in your car if you must. I think that uh, that would be my logo. <laughs> With the cup holders. And I'll tell you my other gripe today. All right. I-81. 
Oh my goodness! There, right? Harrisburg to all the way down through to uh, East Tennessee. Oh yeah, northern northeast Tennessee. Mm-hmm. It has become the new I ninety five. You mm-hmm. will just come around a corner and traffic will be dead stopped, and there will be no reason why. You will there will be no accident. There's no road work. There's no closed lane. They're just dead stopped. And I don't. I know that there's a technical engineering thought of how and why cars can stop in theory and blah blah. I don't get it. Gaper delay, they call it. There is no stop sign. There's no right, right, right. red light. There's nobody that has to stop. Why are we stopped? And then to find out that there was no reason for the said stoppage. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know how I-95, anywhere in the world, is just, anywhere in the, in the country is just a bad road to be on, whether it's New York or South Florida. It's like the 101 in, in Yeah, LA. Baltimore, uh, D.C. area. It's just, it's just awful. And 81 has become that. Hmm. And so I want to encourage anybody listening that has anything to do with the highway department, fix it. Yeah. I mean <laughs> – 81 yep. in Harrisburg, that, there's a spaghetti bowl there yeah. of roads that I, I mean, I used to do a lot of work in Harrisburg. I still can't figure it out. Sure. Yeah. You don't even know which way you're going right. if you're getting on the right one or whatever. And 81, the problem with 81 is, is that there's all these big, you know, curvature of the earth, big <laughs> warehouses of Amazon and mm-hmm. Dollar Tree yeah. and Walmart. And there's all these semi trucks and there's just, there's a disproportionate amount of semi trucks on the highways through there, and so the traffic is just atrocious. So, mm. I you know I got to find a better way to get to Tennessee. I, I said helicopter, George Jetson, <laughs> flying cars. Where are they? Where's I, our flying cars? Yeah, I, I thought we yeah we were promised flying cars. So oh, I think that uh, I'd get a helicopter. I'm just not sure where I'm going to be in a couple of years. <laughs> Which absolutely inane <laughs> right, answer. Right, you can always sell it, but yeah, how about an electric? Electric vehicles that can fly already. It's time. <laughs> yeah, come on. We've mastered the electric vehicle, and now it's time. Now, here's what I want to know about the electric vehicle. Can you do the bootlegger turn in an electric vehicle? Uh, can you? Yeah, I guess you, mean, you can. Revert, you know, no. Were you going forward or are you going backward and you do a 180 yeah. and, or going forward and do a 180? J-turn. J- J-turn with your, your emergency brake. Mm, that's a great question. Do they have emergency brakes on electric cars? Uh, uh, they must because they have regular brake. That's the one thing that they have regular brakes. does wear. Right, right. Mm. They have uh, – do they – have an emergency brake. They I don't have a lever. I don't well, think they have a lever. I think it's a button. Yeah. <laughs> well, mine's a button on my car. Yeah, yeah. But, but now it's like, I don't know if you electronic. push or pull. You know, it's electronic uh, parking mm, brake. Mm. So That's a really good Boy, point. we have really, I've opened up our minds here. And I didn't even get to talk about Zeus fasteners. That's what's going to oh. be my whole segue today of talking about Zeus fasteners. But okay. I'm being told that my time is up. <laughs> so anyway, thanks for listening. And uh, next week we'll actually have a guest yes, on. Yes, we I will. I think we've gone five weeks without a guest. It's so. been fun. <laughs> Well, you can if you say it. If you say so, uh, no, it has been fun, and I enjoy talking about cars. And you know, it's just one of those things that we just keep doing. And I think we could do this for hours and hours and hours for and sure. hours. So whether anybody wants to listen or not, I don't know. But anyway, don't forget the auction coming up, and uh, check us out classicautomall.com, and we'll see you next week, same bat channel. See you. We appreciate you listening to our show, and don't forget to come visit us in person next time you're in southeastern Pennsylvania. Admission is free, and our hours are on our website, ClassicAutoMall.com. You can reach us by telephone at 888-227-0914 or via email at info at ClassicAutoMall.com. To reach the show, email us at podcast at ClassicAutoMall.com. Classic Auto Mall podcast is produced by Car Smarts Media with music by the Pat Travers Band. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening.